With Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting. A wind chill advisory remains in effect for the broadcast area until 10 o'clock this morning. Wind chills at times could be 30 degrees below zero or lower. So again, wind chill advisory remains in effect for the uh, local area until 10 o'clock this morning. Precipitation fell on 11 days this month at the Radio On The Go studios in Hampton. 13.5 inches of snow fell, but when melting that snow down and adding in rainfall, Hampton received 2.86 inches of precipitation. The highest temperature this month in Hampton was 43 degrees. The lowest was 14 degrees below zero. The average high was 30. The average low was 14. Yesterday, the Franklin County Board of Supervisors set February 21st at 1 p.m. as the date and time to hold the first public hearing and reading of the county's proposed commercial wind energy conversion system ordinance. That meeting will be held at the Franklin County Law Enforcement Center. In other business, the Franklin County Board of Supervisors adopted the salary recommendations made by the County Compensation Board for the elected officials. The raises will range from four dollars to $10,000 for the positions of county attorney, auditor, recorder, treasurer, and sheriff. However, the supervisors voted to not raise their pay. The highest paid position in Franklin County government will be that of the county attorney at $119,520. Today, the Butler County Board of Supervisors will consider setting the date and time for the county's proposed maximum property tax levy for the fiscal year 2024 budget and will consider a couple of utility permit applications from Butler County REC. Butler County Board of Supervisors meet this morning 9 o'clock at the courthouse in Allison. A St. Ansgar man who was convicted in the January 6th riots at the U.S. Capitol is facing new charges of invasion of privacy and interference with official acts after an incident in Clear Lake. Clear Lake police say 52-year-old Daryl Johnson was arrested on Friday after an ongoing investigation regarding a report of Johnson secretly recording patrons of a local tanning business. Investigators say they determined a digital recording device was placed by Johnson to intentionally record customers without their knowledge or consent. The police department's investigation remains open at this time. Johnson and his 31-year-old son, Daniel, admitted to entering the Capitol building through a broken window and pushing through a police line once inside. Daryl Johnson was sentenced to 30 days in jail, while Daniel Johnson was sentenced to four months. Saturday morning, the Franklin County Sheriff's Department arrested 19-year-old Malia Corwin of Hampton, who was wanted on an Iowa Falls warrant for a charge of forgery. Corwin was later released. Friday night, the Iowa Falls Police Department arrested 38-year-old Troy Jensen of Alexander, who was charged with driving while barred. Jensen was later released from custody. Yesterday morning, the Butler County Sheriff's Department arrested 20-year-old Jacob Clay of New Hartford on a charge of serious assault. Clay posted bond and was released from custody. A 32-year-old Mason City man entered a guilty plea last week to a charge of possession of a firearm as a convicted felon. The state alleges that Reggie Isaiah Williams was involved in a shooting incident September 4, 2022 on the 100 block of 10th Street Northwest in Mason City. A male victim was found after being shot several times, taken to the hospital for treatment, and survived. Mason City Police later searched a home in the 900 block of North Washington Avenue, found a handgun. Williams was arrested during the search. 
Williams is scheduled to be sentenced March 20th, 9.30 a.m. in Cerro Gordo County District Court. And Iowa tax a check off the SINS funds to the Fish and Wildlife Fund has seen some ups and downs in recent years. DNR wildlife biologist Stephanie Shepard oversees what's called the Chickadee Checkoff. Tax year 2020, um, folks were especially generous. So we did see a big drop in donations this year from 2020, but um, those donations in 2020 were really high. She says the bigger concern is the number of people who check the box and make a donation. A decade ago, we had um, several thousand more people that were donating, um, and we're down to just about you know 6,000 people um, donating. They're just being more generous um, with their donations, so kind of keeping us at the same level. There were 6,200 Iowa taxpayers who used the Chickadee checkoff in 2021, a drop of 1,000 from 2020. Shepard says they want more people to know how the checkoff money is used in hopes of increasing donations. It's the only program that has a 100% focus on all those wildlife you can't hunt fish or trap. So, you know, game species, game fish have um, other funding sources through hunting license and fishing license dollars, um, but non-game wildlife doesn't really have, um, doesn't get a lot of money from those sources. And our major funding to support those species comes from the chickadee checkoff and the natural resource license plates. Shepard says the Wildlife Diversity Fund is used for many different things. Working to enhance habitat for non-game wildlife, um, finding uh, areas to conserve for um, non-game wildlife, and doing status surveys for species such as the rusty patch bumblebee, which is a federally endangered species. Shepard says the majority of people now are filing their taxes electronically, which she says can hinder donations. Sunday morning, a fire hydrant was accidentally struck in Latimer, which caused a water tower to be drained. The tower has been refilled, but residents are advised to boil their water. The city is awaiting test results before the water has been deemed safe to consume again without having to boil it. Today, the Ackley City Council will hold a special meeting. We'll hold a public hearing on the city's proposed property tax levy for the fiscal year ending June 30th, 2024. The Ackley Council will also consider a purchase to help with a tree removal project in the city park. The Ackley City Council special meeting today, 6 p.m. at the council chambers. Today's guest on the Radio on the Go Newsmaker program is State Republican Senator Sandy Salmon of Janesville, who represents Senate District 29 that includes Butler and most of Floyd counties in the broadcast area, as she will talk about priorities for her party during the legislative session and we'll talk about the school choice bill that was passed last week. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker Program airs weekdays during the noon hour on KLMJ with archive programs available under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 6 degrees and the low, 14 degrees below zero. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.